Hello, and welcome to Just Needs, a podcast where we talk about parenting children with disabilities. I'm your host, Christina Kozik. I, too, am a parent of a child with a disability, and let me just say, I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is a project of Exceptional Lives, a nonprofit organization that supports families like yours. You can learn more about Exceptional Lives at our website, www.exceptionallives.org. This week, I want to talk about a topic that can be very hard to talk about, but is something that many families are dealing with, mental health and mental illness. You probably know someone with mental illness. You may be struggling with it yourself. I am, and many of us are. When children struggle, their parents struggle too. So in honor of Mental Health Month in May, I want to talk to you about supporting parents of a child with mental illness. Now, when we talk about mental illness, we often think about issues like bipolar disorder or schizophrenia. But mental illness also includes things like anxiety disorders, depression, and even ADHD. Mental illness is a medical condition that disrupts a person's thinking, their feeling, their mood, their ability to relate to others, and even their daily functioning. So many of our confusion and fear and difficulty in talking about mental illness comes from the idea that something is wrong with people who are experiencing it or that they can just power through depression or just get over anxiety if they want to. Sometimes we see people struggling, but we think about these struggles as mental health issues and assume everyone has them. But all of that is just a myth. Mental illness is as real as asthma or cerebral palsy. We can't make it go away by powering through or by refusing to talk about it. The reality is that mental illness in kids is way more common than you might realize. One in five teenagers lives with a mental health condition. Younger children experience mental health conditions less often, but also live with mental illness. Mental illnesses most commonly diagnosed in children include depression, anxiety, ADHD, and eating disorders. Mental illness is a disability, and it is much more common for children with other disabilities than for typical children. So how does mental illness show up in children? Well, here are four real-life examples. First is Mateo. He has sensory processing disorder, and can get overwhelmed by lights and noise in the classroom. It makes him feel extremely anxious, and he worries about new situations and even resists small changes in his routine. This level of anxiety, which is disrupting his daily functioning, is a form of mental illness. His parents have started to feel like every day is a fight. Second is Amelia. She's been struggling with reading. She's falling behind and tells her mom that she's not as smart as the other kids. She is starting to show signs of depression, including dropping out of basketball, which she loves. In the mornings, she complains that she doesn't feel well and tries to stay home from school. Third, we have Logan. Logan has ADHD and is constantly in motion. His teachers give him a lot of negative feedback about not being able to stay still and disrupting the classroom. He feels like he can't do anything right and is starting to tell adults that he is just a bad kid. His behavior is becoming even more challenging for the adults around him. Lastly, we have Gianna. She has disruptive mood dysregulation disorder, commonly referred to as DMDD, which is a mental illness. She often explodes when asked to finish her homework or to clean her room. Her parents are fed up with her behavior and punish her, not realizing that she doesn't yet have the skills to manage her emotions. Some of her friends have stopped wanting to hang out with her because of her explosions. Do any of these kids sound like your children? Maybe they sound like a child on your kid's sports team. Maybe they sound like a child you teach. So what is the best way to help families who have a child with mental illness? 
Mental illness, like any disability, impacts the whole family. When a child is struggling, parents carry a big load. We love our children so much. We may be frustrated by their behavior and scared for their safety. We may feel helpless to make things better. And some of us carry guilt about not having enough time or energy for our other children or our partner. We make call after call in search of services, some that are far from home, and often find endless wait lists. And many times we do this alone because so many people are uncomfortable or unwilling to talk about mental illness. But friends help. And being a great friend in this case really comes down to three things. First, listen. Parenting a child with mental illness can be so isolating. We are careful about protecting our child's privacy. We are afraid people won't understand or judge us. We have to explain ourselves over and over to healthcare providers. We are often saying things like, it's not just that I'm frustrated, my child needs help. And we are wary of unwanted advice from people who have not lived this. Please, don't tell me that I just need to be more strict. Yes, I've heard it before, and no, it's not helpful. But we worry about our children, and we hurt for them, and their needs and behavior impact our whole family. We may be exhausted from our child's behavior, even as our hearts are breaking for them. It's a lot to hold. Yes, it's okay to ask us about it. Trust me, we need to talk. So please ask, and then really listen. Number two, believe us. I have been dismissed in a dozen different ways when I describe how my child is struggling or how it affects our family. We often hear things like, all children act out sometimes. Did I tell you about the time that my child did fill in the blank? Teenagers are so moody, they'll grow out of it. She seems so happy at school and her grades are so good. Everyone has rough days. A team member shared that at a school IEP meeting, the team dismissed her concerns and told them, your child is fine. We think things will get easier when you're not so tired. And then they sent them on their way. And she said, I will probably die mad about that one. And can you blame her? How unrealistic and insensitive was that comment? Mental illness can be invisible or it can show up in ways that you don't recognize or expect. Either way, it is still real. Please don't make us prove it to you. Instead, try things like, I didn't know things were so difficult, or I'm sorry you're going through all of this, or you must be really worried about. Being believed and validated by people around us is huge. Number three, show up. When we're sick or we have a sick family member, people rally. Friends organize dinner drop-offs and offer to babysit or drive our other kids to after-school activities. But when the issue is mental illness, families are often met with a lot of, well, nothing. And then we're left wondering if people have forgotten that we're struggling or if they even understand it at all. Imagine your friend's child has leukemia. What would you do for your friend and their family? Would you drop off groceries, text regularly to check in? Would you send a note? Whatever you would do in that situation works for this one too. It doesn't have to be big to feel like real support. And because mental illness is chronic, it can get better or worse, and the experience of your friend's child and the whole family may have different needs at different times. But keep checking in. Your friend will notice it, and it will matter to them. And when they feel supported by people around them, they are better able to meet the needs of their struggling child. But Christina, what do I say to a parent of a child with mental illness? I hear you. This one feels hard, but it doesn't need to be. You don't need to be a mental health expert. It's probably no different than what you already do for friends who are having a hard time. 
It might sound like asking how their child is doing or asking, how can I help? Or something like, I'm dropping off coffee. Do you take yours with cream and sugar? Or how are things going this week? Or I know your child is having a rough time, but I really love the way that they greeted me with such a sweet smile the other day when we saw each other. Or want to take a break and see a movie? Why don't we get the kids together this weekend? I know their child is having a tough time and could use a fun day. It can be even something as simple as sending a text with a smiling emoji or a waving emoji saying, thinking about you today. And finally, how can you help with your own child's mental health? The most important thing to do is to make sure that you're familiar with the most common signs of mental illness in children. Even the healthiest, most well-adjusted children can experience mental health problems. Make sure you know what to watch for. I'll have a link in the show notes to a warning signs list from the Mayo Clinic. If you see these signs in a child you care about, take them seriously. Address it with your child and let them know you're worried. Talk to your child's doctor or pediatrician. Ask for ideas or referrals for therapy, medication, or support. Yes, therapy can help children, and it doesn't mean that they have to sit still and talk about their feelings to benefit. There's a lot of great options for kids. Also, Talk with the school about how to make sure that your child is safe and supported. Have your child see the school counselor or the school's mental health professional. By looking for strategies to support parents of a child with mental illness, you've already taken the first steps towards being a great friend. People struggling with mental illness can get better with help. I'm going to have links to many resources in the show notes, including the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline and The Trevor Project, which provides help for LGBTQ plus youth in crisis. As always, I hope you found this information helpful. If you know someone who can benefit from this episode, please share it with them. This podcast was written by Marissa Howard Karp and presented by me, Christina Kozik, for Exceptional Lives. You can subscribe and follow the podcast at our website, www.exceptionallives.org forward slash just needs podcast. Our website also has blogs, guides, upcoming events, and a resource directory for Massachusetts and Louisiana. We'd love for you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Exceptional Lives. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know by leaving a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Mm-hmm.